I've always liked an eclectic mix of musical genres ranging from rock, jazz, pop, funk, folk, and others. I do consider rock as my most played genre, though. My rock tastes moved in a linear fashion, starting in the 60s with the Beatles, then going to classic rock bands like the Eagles, Queen, Led Zeppelin, and settling with 90s alternative rock. In the sea of 90s alt-rock, I found grunge music to be my favorite subgenre to listen to. It's characterized by brooding, dark, or apathetic lyrics with loud, distorted guitars, with heavy metal or punk influences. It's a fantastic genre full of amazingly talented musicians, powerful songs, and unique instrumentation. But for the contemporary music listener, it's probably a very difficult genre to get into. Rock has long since been out of the mainstream, so there's limited exposure to a wider audience. Nevertheless, I am choosing eight songs that might help a curious listener dive deeper into the greatness that is grunge music. The first song is called Hunger Strike. Now, Hunger Strike is a song by Temple of the Dog from their 1991 self-titled album, the only album they would ever release. Now, Temple of the Dog is an amazing band. It consisted of the late Soundgarden vocalist Chris Cornell, Soundgarden drummer Matt Cameron, former Mother Love Bone and then Pearl Jam bassist Jeff Ament, former Mother Love Bone guitarist and then Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard, future Pearl Jam guitarist Mike McCready, and the then relatively unknown Eddie Vedder. Why am I listing all these bands? Well, it's because Temple of the Dog was basically a supergroup before the members even went on to find their biggest success. Hunger Strike is one of their best songs. Although I personally like Say Hello to Heaven more, Hunger Strike exemplifies grunge music. It's got slow, contemplative lyrics broken by heavy, crunchy guitars, ending with an absolute killer outro with some of the best Chris Cornell vocals ever. It's a treat for anyone that appreciates vocal talent. To top it off, the track is basically a duet between Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell, two of grunge's most iconic singers. Next, we have Fell on Black Days. Grunge lyrics contain a lot of dark subject matter. Drugs, suicide, loss, depression. Fell on Black Days is no different. It's sung beautifully by Chris Cornell with some great lyrics like, Whatsoever I feared has come to life, and whatsoever I fought off became my life. Just when every day seemed to greet me with a smile, Sunspots have faded, now I'm doing time, now I'm doing time. The entire song captures those feelings of hopelessness and sadness that can suddenly rush over you like a wave. It's one of those tracks that I listen to whenever I'm having a bad day. And strangely enough, as I was getting this episode ready, I discovered that May 18th is Chris Cornell's death anniversary. I was casually browsing Reddit and found a post that had over 7,000 upvotes and 800 comments remembering Chris Cornell and the various bands he was involved in. It's touching reading all the comments from people saying how his music got them through hard times, whether it be addiction, depression, abuse, and other serious issues. In some ways, that's the appeal and beauty of grunge. There's a lot of people hurting out there, and they want to find music that speaks to the pain they're experiencing. 
Fell on Black Days appeared on Soundgarden's 1994 album, Super Unknown. Third, I'm going to go with the song Outshined. Outshined is another Soundgarden staple. It's heavy enough to be enjoyed by alt-rock fans, but conventional enough for the new listener. This song comes from Soundgarden's 1991 album, Bad Motor Finger. A fantastic album if you're looking for heavier material. Outshined makes you feel like an absolute badass after listening to it. It's got a super catchy riff that makes you want to headbang or like fight someone on the street. It just makes you feel awesome. I just love the part of the song where Chris Cornell goes, Show me the power, child. I'd like to say that I'm down on my knees today. Yeah, it gives me the butterflies, gives me away till I'm up on my feet again. And if you listen to that part of the song, it's got all the right combination of drums, bass guitar, lead guitar, and vocals that make it such an incredible section. Even the backing vocals uh, of this particular section are solid. And it also has one of the most memorable lines from any alternative rock song. I'm looking California and feeling Minnesota. Um, This track, along with other Soundgarden songs, makes you appreciate how vocals can make a song so much better. Notice that if you listen to the song, take a note of all the different ways Chris Cornell manipulates his voice on the track. He sings in a conventional manner, he howls, belches, and screams at various intervals in the song. And it's basically another instrument that changes the way you listen to a track. Next, I'm going to go with Smells Like Teen Spirit. No playlist on grunge can be complete without Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. The song comes from their 1991 album Nevermind that sent the band and grunge music into the mainstream. This is probably the most well-known grunge song out there and what most people think of when grunge is mentioned. Musically, it has your typical quiet verse building up to a loud chorus which is a staple of grunge music. There's a really catchy guitar and bass, along with excellent drumming by Dave Grohl. Uh, I recommend everyone watch the live version of Smells Like Teen Spirit and really pay close attention to Dave Grohl's drumming because it's absolutely spectacular. Personally, it was difficult getting into Smells Like Teen Spirit when I first listened to it over 10 years ago. Musically, it was very different from the classic rock I was accustomed to at that time, And it's one of those songs that you really have to be patient with, especially if you're not a rock listener. So you just have to give it some time. Moving on to River of Deceit. Not all grunge was loud and angry. It could be soft, introspective, and beautiful. River of Deceit features delicate vocals from Lane Staley and lush guitar work from Mike McCready. It's the song that got me into Mad Season. The entire album is worth a listen. There's so many amazing tracks in addition to River of Deceit that I guarantee you'll find something that you'll like. Next, I'm going to move on to Chloe Dancer slash Crown of Thorns. Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns is another beautiful track to emerge from the Seattle grunge scene. Written and performed by Mother Lovebone, It appeared on the 1989 EP, Shine. However, I actually prefer the version on the 1992 compilation album that's also named Mother Love Bone, and that 
On that version, it actually gives the song a proper ending instead of a fade-out in the Shine EP. Mother Lovebone was basically a proto-slash-early grunge band that bridged the gap between hair metal and grunge music. It had enormous influence on the Seattle music scene, as some of its members went on to form Temple of the Dog and Pearl Jam following frontman Andrew Wood's untimely death from a drug overdose. Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns, clocks in at a massive 8 minutes, 22 seconds, but it's worth every second because it's just an alt-rock masterpiece. And I know the length might seem daunting for first-time listeners, but again, it really takes time to get used to, and you're going to have to listen to it multiple times. A Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns is actually two songs combined together. Chloe Dancer and Crown of Thorns, obviously, which is the title. What I like about this track is how many diverse parts are built into it. It starts off with a beautifully haunting piano section. You have Andrew Wood's bluesy vocals and all these wonderful elements that make the song stand out. You have a fairly conventional verse and chorus section, but then there's almost this like two-part bridge section, one that rocks out, and then there's one that's more dark and eerie with um, like a solo guitar and then bass harmonics. The final part of the song feels like complete excess, but in a really good and epic way. The combination of vocals and guitars, along with a you know solid solo, gives this track a transcendent spiritual experience. And if you know the story behind Andrew Wood and the band, this song just hits harder. It embodies Andrew Wood with the excess, the energy, the flamboyancy. It really makes you wonder, what if? What if Andrew Wood survived and continued to make music with Mother Lovebone? We'll never know what could have been. All we can do now is enjoy the music that Andy left behind. Moving to track number seven, we have Wood by Alice in Chains. And a grunge-related discussion would be incomplete without mentioning Alice in Chains, which is uh, one of my most one of my favorite bands. Wood appeared on the band's second album, Dirt, in 1992. Wood has everything a grunge fan and casual listener can enjoy: cryptic vocals by Jerry Cantrell and Lane Staley, solid guitar work an absolute killer infectious bass line, and on-point drumming. Like many Alice in Chains songs, it's down-tuned to give it this dark and eerie feeling. Now, honestly, I could have gone with any other Alice in Chains song, including Them Bones, or Rooster, or like Down in the Hole, but Wood was the song that got me hooked into Alice in Chains. And lastly, I have the song called Alive. Now, Alive is a song by Pearl Jam that appeared on their 1991 album, Ten. Pearl Jam sounds more like a classic rock band than Soundgarden or Alice in Chains, but that doesn't make them a bad group by any means. Personally, I like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden more than Pearl Jam because I like that heavier sound, but that's just my view. 
Nonetheless, Alive remains a classic track of the grunge era. My favorite part of the track is the two-minute-long guitar solo from Mike McCready that comes at the end of the song. And epic is an understatement, and it doesn't come close to describing how great the solo is. And when you listen to that solo, it really makes you think about that the musicianship and skill that many of these grunge artists possess. Contemporary music feels kind of overproduced. It's too clean, too safe, too overly focused on the live experience rather than technical skill. And when you listen to tracks like Alive, you really get an appreciation of the skill of each individual contributor and how the parts come together to make a fantastic song. And those are my eight tracks. That's my list. I know I left out a lot of like early grunge bands like Green River, Mud Honey, Skinyard, Grunge Truck, uh, so on and so forth. Even bands like Screaming Trees and Stone Temple Pilots. But I definitely plan to do another episode of lesser known tracks or deeper cuts of the various grunge bands. So stay tuned. And again, like any genre, you have to be patient with these songs. Happy listening. Happy listening.